best health with Dr. Chris Banning. This podcast will teach you how to get healthy and remain that way naturally. Welcome back to Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. My name is Aaron. I'm the co-host with Dr. Chris, and he is sitting right across from me, ready to record a brand new episode. This is episode 43, Dr. Banning. Oh my, that's a lot. That is a lot. Somebody, yes. somebody could download every one of these episodes and listen for a full day. Wow. 24 is that hours. how long it is? 24 yeah. hours? Yeah. Ooh. That's a lot. It is. Yeah. A lot of information you uh, you put out there for the, for the masses. Well... I enjoy doing it. I hope people are listening. I think they are. I hope they're finding it helpful. Our stats say they are. Well, what's our uh, subject today? Well, uh, how about the philosophy of health or how you take care of yourself? Why you take care of yourself the way you do? Um, Let's just start off with a little story. You've heard the expression where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Correct. Yes, sir. What does that mean? That means we're we're... Uh, it means that if you're smelling smoke, what does that mean? That means there's fire nearby. And you're asleep. That means get up and go. Call the fire department, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. From outside the house. (laughs) Yes. Um, So let's just start out with a little analogy here. Um, Let's just say uh, you're just, you know, in bed at night and all of a sudden your smoke detector goes off and you smell smoke. What do you do? You run outside. You wake the family. Yeah, you wake the family, but you may call the fire department. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they come to your house. They find the smoke detector and they remove the battery. Problem solved, right? No. Is that how it works? No, that's not problem solved. Your house okay. is on fire. There's a <laughs> lot of people taking care of their health like that fireman took care of that smoke alarm. <laughs> Removing the battery in a smoke alarm doesn't get rid of the potential threat. Correct. Of your house burning down or your family being in danger. Not only that, but it's not going to work in the future. That's right. Right, exactly. So we're talking about cause and effect. Um, If if there is no cause, there's no effect. If you remove the cause, you remove the effect. But you have to find out what the cause is if you truly want to be healthy. Just like people will have a warning sign, say a headache or dizziness, low back pain, indigestion, heartburn, insomnia. They don't really look at those as warning signs. They just think, ah, you know, it's just whatever it is. And when you take a medication, that's going to shut down that the body's symptoms. Symptoms are a sign. It's a body's expressing itself that there's a, there's a problem. So the reason we have symptoms is, you know, even in the older days, Hundreds of years ago, if you have a symptom and the tribe's going out to hunt and you've got severe diarrhea or you're vomiting, should you go out to hunt with them? No. Probably not because you could get eaten by something Yeah, because you couldn't run. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, when your stomach's hurting, you're vomiting, you can't run away from anything. No. So that same thing applies today. So the reason we have symptoms is, is for us to get in a safe environment and hopefully get our body to rest and repair and restore itself. 
and get back to some type of coordinated function. So it's our fire alarm. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yes. That makes that makes so much yeah. sense. Or a little simpler put, uh, if the oil light goes on in your dashboard on your car, you don't put tape over it so you don't see it. <laughs> you pull over quickly and yes. check your oil and see if your oil is low or see what's going on with your car. So so that's the same thing we want to do with our health is we want to get to the cause of our problems, I think, right? Yeah, absolutely. We don't want to just address symptoms because so, – so the other thing is, is if there's a cause that's been going on for a period of time, say somebody has high blood pressure, they develop a heart attack, you know, do you think that happened like in two days? No, no. Yes. So the cause would be probably eating a bunch of junk food – um, over a long period of time. Yep. Um, not exercising, living a stressful lifestyle, not getting enough sleep, all that accumulates. And over time they get that, that chest pain and they're thinking, Oh, I just had a problem. Well, they don't realize that that cause, that root cause has been there for a while. So what do they do? They go in there and they check them out and, you know, they do the roto rooter on them. Send yep. them home, and if they haven't changed, it's still going to have a problem. They're still going to develop that uh, coronary artery disease and a heart attack. And so I, I try to get people to be proactive. So what we want to talk about today is the philosophy of health. Um, you know, there was a question. D.D. Palmer discovered chiropractic, and this was back in the early 1900s, and his question was, why is it that one person at the workplace eating the same food, staying there together eight, ten hours a day, six days a week. Why is it that that person gets sick and ails while the other person right next to them doesn't get sick? What's the difference? And so we got to look at the two people's environments, what's happening in their life, because the idea that... <clears throat> One person got sick and the other person didn't. It's like, hey, I want to be the person that didn't get sick. Mm -hmm. How do I become that person? Yeah, I want to be employee number two. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so that's what we want to talk about today. In, in, a, in a good, healthy philosophy and understanding of your health, just like for me, I have to have a philosophy and understanding to apply to my patients so I can help them get healthy. So when they come into our office looking for answers to questions about their health, there's a process of reasoning that must take place. And so I come from a different point of reference than most of my patients because most of them are, they've been taking medications, they've been getting stuff cut out. Um, and so it's a foundation that I use. Um, it's like a guide for my thoughts and my actions and, and my patient care. And really, so many people are used to, you know, cut it out or cover it up with a pill or yeah. drug and, you know, it never fixes anything. They have to take more, they have to switch, or they have to take several medications. And my job as a doctor is to teach my patients as well. You want to teach your patients, you know, hey, you know, you can do something different here and you don't have to take that medication. Now, I, I can't advise them to get off meds, but if they're looking for removing several symptoms we call symptoms effects of a cause and we can do that we can help them address the cause um so a couple of tenants if you will that i subscribe to is you know 
One is the body is intelligently designed. Now, I don't think that's a big stretch. No, not at all. Is it? No. That's not some kind of wild concept, is it? No, sir. As so, a matter of fact, I don't see how anybody could think differently. Okay. So, if the body is intelligently designed and made to be healthy, mm-hmm. do you agree with that? Yes, sir. All right, so some people may not agree with this, but I, I think our bodies are made to fulfill a divine purpose. I agree. The creator, okay? Yeah. But I think most people would agree with the first two statements we made. Maybe yes, not sir. the last one. Right. Okay. Um, so that's my belief. And the other thing is, is uh, there is a coordinated intelligence inside of our bodies. Coordinated. It's always striving for health. And, and what I do is I, I look at the verse in Genesis when God breathed the breath of life into Adam's nostrils. Mm-hmm. Now, before he breathed the breath into him, he was just a corpse of dust that was formed right. from the earth. So you try to look at what made him alive. He was inspired by God. God breathed into him. Yeah. In fact, God used his breath to speak creation into existence. So that's being inspired. That. And so what that did is that made Adam alive, and now he can reproduce and, you know, pass that on. Um, so the other, am I stretching this? Is this is this a hard stretch to get? No, not at all. Okay. I'm, all right. fo- I'm following okay. right along. I'm trying you. not to get too heady for everybody. Yeah. Um, the power that created the body can heal the body. I believe that, too. I've seen that. Actually. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so... A person is either dead or alive. True. True. Okay. Yeah. That sounds kind of stupid, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it doesn't sound stupid. It sounds obvious. We're both alive right now, right? Right. Yeah. We're responding to each other. You know, we're scratching ourselves. We're, you know, nodding our heads. And yeah. You're making funny faces at me and stuff like that. <laughs> That's so just the face I was yeah. born with. <laughs> so we're, we're responding to our environment. Um, we're able to adapt to our environment to get to a better place if we're healthy, right? And everything's coordinated. So, let me ask you this. If I cut your arm, I mean, not amputate your arm, but just cut it with a, I don't know, a paper cut or something like that, or just a knife or whatever, and you start bleeding, do you think your body could heal itself of that cut? Yes. Okay. Why? Well, um, I think... Our brains, our bodies have been programmed to uh, to take care of the, that type of okay. issue. Okay. So we can call this anything we want to, but I like to call it a coordinated intelligence. That makes sense. By design. Yeah. It's, it's always trying to heal itself. But but what, what about this? What happens if there was a bunch of dirt in that wound? Then it could get infected. Right. And that would interfere with the healing process, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah. So... What I would want to do is wash it out and then allow the body to do its work. It's divine, incredible, amazing work that yeah. it does. Now, if you think about what it does, it's fascinating. It really is. Our body is continuously in a flux, a dynamic flow of healing. If it's healthy, a coordinated effort and intelligence to continue to express health. So my job as a chiropractor is to remove the interference. The dirt was the interference. Yes. Okay. It'd be nice if we could prevent the knife from going in there, but sometimes <laughs> yeah, that's just how I, it is. I prefer not to be cut at all. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so so when we remove that interference, the natural, intelligent, coordinating effect of the body that God breathed into us takes action and takes over. Okay. okay. 
there's so many things that the body does that people take for granted. And so, you know, um, the power that created the body can heal the body and a person is dead or alive. So what I'm going to go or where I'm going to go with that is, so when somebody dies, if you were to cut them, yes, if you were to cut them, what would happen? Would that, would that wound heal? Eventually. If they were dead? No, if they were dead, it wouldn't because why? Because nothing's moved. They're not working. The system is down. Okay, that that coordinated, intelligent energy is not there. You're right. It's holding things together and coordinating. Right. What if I put a drug on that and put some sap? How about if I put some CBD oil on that? Mm-mm. Wouldn't I don't think it would help at all. What would happen if I adjusted their neck? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. What? Are you kidding me? I'm not. <laughs> I mean, what if I gave them my best adjustment I'd ever given in my no, entire life? It doesn't matter. Are you kidding? We got to stop this podcast. Their system is down. Right. <laughs> it's shut down. Yeah. So you're either alive or dead. If you're alive, you still have that coordinated, intelligent energy in your body that is trying to keep you alive in spite of all the interference that's entered in your body. Interferences like physical interferences from trauma poor posture, um, bones that are stuck and not moving, putting stress on your nervous system, chemical stressors like junk food. Oh, yeah. All right. Now, these things have been into effect for a long time, just like we were talking about with a guy that had a heart attack. Yes. When the cause is there, the root cause is there, and it's there for a long time, mm-hmm. it, it leads to dis Ease. <clears throat> dis Not disease. Dis-ease. Uh, okay. And, and if you look at it, it's a dis with a hyphen and an ease. That's dis-ease. a stress. <clears throat> it stresses your body. And what happens when it stresses your body is it affects the way your body coordinates itself. Is that All where right? the word disease came from? Disease is more of a pathology. Okay. So, so as a chiropractor, I'm an expert in health. Mm-hmm. I study health. I look at the body as something that's intelligent. I look at the body as something that can create health and coordinate health if you remove the interference. It starts from above, down, inside out. The brain sends messages through the spinal cord, through the nerves, all the cells, tissues, organs, and systems of the body to coordinate everything. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Um, So if you've got a dead corpse, it's worthless. Yeah. But you're alive. So there's hope. That's right. Right, exactly. Yeah, if anybody's listening right now, I think there's hope. They're probably alive, aren't they? (laughs) We don't have any corpses yet, do we? I hope not. I know some of the elections they've been having some corpses (laughs) corpses vote, haven't they? Yes, that's true. Maybe I need to reconsider this, (laughs) except for when people vote. Of a certain persuasion. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think both sides probably do it. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, So... A couple other things that we can look at. Um, so, yeah, so as a chiropractor, our, our primary focus is the nervous system. And, and you might ask, the nervous system? What is that? I've never heard of that. Everybody should know what their nervous system is. They know what their teeth are. Yeah. They know what a filling is. They know about cholesterol. They know about arthritis. They don't know the most powerful system in the body is the nervous system. In fact... Gray's Anatomy. It is an absolute authority on anatomy. And you're not talking about the television show. You're talking about the book. No. Back in 1918, Mr. Gray was an anatomist. He dissected 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bodies. And when he looked at the structural anatomy of the body and he could see how things worked when he saw a living person versus a corpse, he gave his definition of the nervous system. He said the nervous system controls... Let's, let's back up. The nervous system is made up of the brain and the spinal cord and the spinal nerves. Okay. Okay. The nervous system controls every cell, tissue, organ, and system of the body. So he went from cells, cells combined to form tissues, tissues combined to form organs, organs combined to form systems of the body. And so it hasn't changed. Here we are. What is this? The 21st century? Yeah. 21st century? Mm -hmm. It's being, this definition is being confirmed multiple times on a daily basis with the best science that we have. Okay. Yeah. And so what are you doing for your nervous system? You don't know? Well, your nervous system controls everything in your body and coordinates everything in your body for health. So the philosophy is that the nervous system is important. Sure. All right. So, yeah. so what drug do you go take to help your nervous system function better? None. There is none. It's, yeah. What, it, what a drug does is it comes in, it takes control and shuts down your intelligent, coordinated activities of your nervous system. That, that drive your health. Um, so we try to remove the interference as best we can and get that person functioning and coordinating as best as they can. So <clears throat> if the nervous system is not functioning at 100%, we're not going to have 100% health potentially. And so um, the brain does this by sending mental impulses through the brain stem and the spinal cord, through all the parts of the nerves that come off those spinal cords into every every part of the body. And so, you know, I like to give patients an analogy of of an orchestra. Have you ever listened to an oh, orchestra? I love orchestral music. What's that one orchestra, the Siberian? What is it called? Trans-Siberian Trans Orchestra. Trans-Siberian. I've never heard of them, but it's, it sounds, the just the name sounds fascinating. Oh, they're, they're amazing, yeah. Siberian Orchestra or Electric Light Orchestra. There you go. Or Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. <laughs> yes. I don't know. If, or Chicago. Have you ever listened to Chicago when they have the whole orchestra there? Yeah, they got their brass section. And, yeah. Yeah. So... So let's, how, how many different instruments are there in an orchestra? Let's just name them. Well, separately, it can, it can vary. For example, the, uh, the Nashville symphony is normally a 50 piece symphony. Is that all? Yeah. I'm joking. Now, how many different <laughs> kinds? Well, there's a whole section of, I'll say violins. Okay. Uh, oboes. Uh, there's woodwind, there's flute. Uh, flout or flute? Flute. Uh, there's, there's a piano. That's right. There's a bass drum. There's a kettle drum. Sometimes there's a drum kit. Uh, there's cellos, not to be confused with jello. Okay. Um, there's a bass. There's a bass. They're like they're not like tubas, are there? Or saxophones? Um, I don't. Trumps? I don't Trumpets believe or? there's brass in our okay in, in our symphony. So. If you're looking at all of these different instruments and you've got the conductor that tells them, instructs them what they need to do, it's all coordinated. It's all timed. It's all in harmony. Right? If, if it sounds good, it is. Yes. Right. Yeah. So what would happen if you were to blindfold 
some of the musicians. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to see the conductor. They wouldn't receive his instructions, would they? No. And there would be lack of coordination. Yeah. What is uh, it called? The symphony or the harmony? Yes. The, the, uh, the peace? Yeah. The art of it would be gone. Mm-hmm. The energy of that song would be gone. Yeah, you'd have audio chaos. It would be chaos, exactly. Yeah. And chaos lacks design. Yeah. And that's funny. That 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 brings up a, a something. Lori and I, we go to the symphony every chance we get. I just, I absolutely I need, love we, it. We need to go with you guys sometime. The last time we were there, I've realized that one of my favorite parts is before it starts and everybody's tuning and, and practicing, oh, yeah. it, it's audio chaos. But there's something beautiful about that. Although it's not nearly as beautiful as, you know, the, the piece itself. Uh-huh. But I still enjoy hearing that. See, I like looking at the conductor. Yeah. Um, I like their posturing. I like the motions. I like watching the conductor do a little flick with his hand. And you see a whole section just light yeah, up. Yeah, it's you know? cool. And then he cuts another section off. You know, it's like he's just directing everything. That is exactly how our brain is. Our brain is directing our body, every cell, tissue, organ, and system of the body. Now, every cell, tissue, organ, and system of the body sends information back to our brain. So if we go back to that analogy where we've got those musicians that are blindfolded, they're not receiving instructions, in coordination results. There's no coordination. All right. And the song just sounds horrible. Yeah. And it's not even intended what it was intended to be. And so that's the same thing that happens with our bodies. When you have interference with your nervous system, there's lack of coordination of the cells and the tissues and the organs and the systems. Depending on how long that interference is there for, will tell me how chronic the patient's problem is. And guess what? One day, they have a symptom. And this incoordination has been going on for years. Mm-hmm. And they have a symptom. They go to the medical doctor, and what do they do? They take a pill. They take the battery out. That's it. That's right. exactly right. They yes. take the battery out. When they take that battery out, the body no longer is functioning like it's supposed to be. Okay, It loses its purpose. It loses its intelligence. And so it's... The house is burning down, but you don't hear the scream anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this is kind of what we like to talk to uh, with our patients about. And so... There's a couple of terms that we can talk about here, too. There's one called stress resilience. Okay. Is that what it sounds like? Yes, exactly. You, it's not you handle You handle stress better than others? Well, stress resilience is what you do when your body is coordinated and functioning. Ah, I right. see. Okay, yes. so when you're working properly, yes, stress is easier. Right. Okay. Right. Um, and then there's stress vulnerability. I'm guessing that's when you're not working properly. And you're right, vulnerable. When you're vulnerable. Now, yeah. see, the thing is, there's there's leading and lagging indicators. If you're in business, a leading indicator would be, I don't know, if you want to make an investment in pork bellies, maybe. Okay. And then all of a sudden, oh, I can't think of a good example. <laughs> the price of pork bellies go up. and uh, <laughs> But you had an indication before the price went up like say um there's a shortage of pork okay and people are starving for pork they want pork they love bacon yes <laughs> and you're like you know what i'm going to invest in them pork bellies 
because I know they're going up. That's a leading indicator. I got Does it. that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So if the oil wells are blowing up in the Middle East, or if we're getting ready to take vacation, what happens to the price of gas? Oh, it skyrockets. So every time. one of my strategies is I like to fill up everything that I have before there's a big vacation. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a leading indicator. So what are some leading indicators of your health? Um, or disease, or dis-ease, or lack of coordination. Um, I'd say indications of the latter would be uh, fatigue, for example. Right. Um, a headache, <clears throat> a migraine. So okay, so you're you're going too far. You're getting the effect. Okay. Of a lack of coordination is already taking place. We see what medicine does is they wait till the symptom. That's a lagging indicator. Okay. Oh, gotcha. I've had this heart disease. You know, I've had this process going on in me for 25, 30 years. I've got chest pain today. That's a lagging indicator. Gotcha. But anyhow, so these indicators, a good indicator would be, hey, you're sleeping eight hours. You got energy. Your bone bladder's working. Your range of motion is good. Your strength is good. Your creativity's there. Your libido is there. Okay. Those are leading indicators. Got it. Another leading indicator is... Your nervous system is functioning well. How do you know if it's functioning well? You've been to the chiropractor, and we've worked on getting rid of those subluxations that interfere with the function of your nervous system that affect your whole body. Mm -hmm. So one adjustment doesn't do it. Regular visits to the chiropractor are what help your body coordinate and function and express its ultimate health. Yeah. Does that make sense? That does make sense, and I I agree, and I believe that 100%. Yeah. So... um, I think it's just fascinating, and, and this is stuff that you can study. I can study my whole life, um, but but quite simply put, my job as a chiropractor is when people come in is to not treat their symptoms, but to remove the interference from their nervous system, and that would be a, a bone that's stuck, not moving, creating stress on a particular part of the nervous system. When we remove that subluxation and the body starts to hold its adjustment, that's when things start becoming more coordinated and functioning better. And a person's expressing their health. I find that not only fascinating, but motivational. It's exciting because when I put my hands on somebody, I realize my hands are alive. I realize my intent is to help this person get rid of those subluxations. We adjust that person. It's just pretty neat. It's fun. It's pretty cool. That that's got to be really cool to to see the to see the effects that that the body does, and you you help with that. I think that's that's really really neat. Yeah. So, um, you know, so what I want to do is uh, kind of dovetail into the future here. What we can talk about. This will probably be a foundational thing that people need to listen to. But there's there's nine different functions of the cells. Each cell has a function, and and the primary function of the cell is to coordinate its service to the body as a whole. Cells do not function on their own. They don't? So they all work together. All right. Let's say we've got a vagabond cell, and it starts reproducing. What's that called? Disease. Cancer. Yeah. Okay. So all the cells, their job is to contribute to the entirety of the body okay Okay. um and so they don't function on their own they're not in a vacuum they're controlled by your nervous system okay so it's important 
that those cells are functioning at their most optimum. So when we talk about a group of cells, the cells are organized, grouped up into to larger larger groups called tissues. Okay. The tissues are grouped into organs. The organs are grouped into made up systems. So every cell has a purpose to function and contribute to the body's well-being. All right. Now, cells can get old and tired. Mm -hmm. If everything's coordinating properly, your body will get rid of dead cells or cells that are old that need to be replaced. That's why we have dust. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> but um, so there's, there's a repair process that goes on in your body. Now, if things aren't coordinated properly, what's going to happen to the repair process? It'll probably not work properly as well. Right. What's going to happen if we don't eat good foods? What's going to happen? Let me give you an example. What if you were to build a house and use plastic nails instead of metal <laughs> nails? I would not expect that house to last very long. Right. What if you use <laughs> vanilla wafers for shingles instead of <laughs> shingles? Same same answer. <laughs> People would be coming to your house with milk and, and dunking the shingles in their we would milk have, and eating the vanilla wafers. We'd have birds and mice and all kind of stuff yeah. all over the place. Yeah. So that's why it's so important to look at your lifestyle because your lifestyle affects every cell tissue organ system of the body and that's what coordinates health and lack of stress in your life and your body's ability to adapt to stress does that make sense sure okay. yeah absolutely very very good all right so we can we can go over cellular repair that's one of the body's functions and really it's pretty interesting right now because they're looking at cells that will eat other cells that are sick or cells that will actually kill themselves. What? It's called cell apogee. It's where the cell actually it's is like not it, functioning. It will, it will shut down and it will be eaten by other cells. How about that? Yeah. And so that's part of the repair process. That's also, you know, part of building healthy cells and getting rid of dead cells. I'll give you a quick example. Your bones have cells that create new bone and dissolve old bone. Okay. Okay. A lot of dis-ease is because of too much function or too little function. So the osteoclasts, just think of the clasts as tearing down the bone. Okay. If they're functioning too much, what happens? They're probably tearing down quicker than the other cells can rebuild. Right. Okay, so we're getting a decrease in bone density. Yeah. Now, you do know there's certain cancers that, that get into the bone and put holes in it. Okay. Yeah. So now if there's the osteoblasts, they're blasting bone down. They're laying it down. If those are out of control, what does that do? Uh, they're going to... They're too much. Yeah, it's going to be thicker. Right. Now, do you see the difference how there's a balance and a mm -hmm. coordination between these? Yeah. Um, when we grow, our, our bones grow. So you have osteoblastic activity creating new bone. You have osteoclastic breaking old bone down and getting rid of it. So that's just one of the things, but that's all measured by the nervous system. And the bone marrow and the spleen are the centers for producing um, a lot of the red blood cells, a lot of your immune function. Same thing, too much function, too little function. You want to balance. Yeah. Um, so what else do we got? We got muscles. Muscles, believe it or not, you have muscles that wag tails. <laughs> what? <laughs> they're not dog muscles either. <laughs> they're they're uh, 
there's ciliated epithelium in the respiratory lining. These cilia are little tails. Okay. And what they do is they sweep up to your throat. Ah. Why would that be necessary? To keep your throat clear. To keep your lungs and your airways clear, right? Yeah. yeah. So, that, so people will be like, man, I keep getting this phlegm in the back of my mouth, and those, those ciliated epithelium are doing their job. They're sweeping it up. Mm-hmm. What do they do? They take a drug to shut it down. Yeah, that, that's, okay? that's terrible. Right. So that's that's a process that's working, right? So remember, the body's intelligent. Yeah. It's it needs to be coordinated. It's what a lot of times the body will adapt to something like, you know, if you got phlegm down there, it brings it up or debris or whatever, and you get to the back of your throat, and somebody's like, they don't recognize that that's the body's coordinated activity. That's a healthy response, mm-hmm. and then they'll take a medication Just, to yeah, stop that process. Yeah. You know, they're coughing up stuff. Um, so that's motor. Motor's also good to have, like right now. There's two sphincters that control our bladder. There's an external one and an internal one. I'm glad they're both working. Absolutely, I am yes. too. <laughs> so when you go to bed at night, there's a voluntary one, which we're aware of how to control that bladder. Sure. But there's an involuntary one. The voluntary one just takes a hike, takes a vacation at night. The involuntary one is what is controlled by your nervous system. Ah. It's a coordinated activity. Somehow God knew it would be beneficial for us not to wet ourselves <laughs> yes. in bed, and I'm glad he did. Me too. Right. But if there's lack of coordinated activity in the nervous system and the nerve is going to that area of your body, what what could happen? Disharmony in a wet bed. Yeah. Yeah. So um, sensory, that's another type of cell we'll talk about. Um, thermal cells, cells that create energy. Um, secretory, those are glands inside your body like your endocrine system that secretes hormones and they have a target. They secrete stuff through a, through a gland inside the body. Then there's excretory. That's when we go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, all this takes place in the cells and the tissues and organs and the systems, but it all has to be coordinated. All right, and then we've got the sixth one is nutritive. These are the cells that actually assimilate nutrients for their own use, but also for the use of the body. Does that make sense? Sure, yeah. You can't have every cell as being a nutritious cell. Right. But every cell does nourish itself through the bloodstream, capillaries, and so forth. But there are certain cells like the digestive cells that are really important because they break all the food down and it goes into your stomach. You know, when you chew it, it goes in your stomach then it goes into your uh, small intestine, gets absorbed through the bloodstream and that's where it goes into your cells. It's amazing. Our bodies are incredible. They are. I mean, when you think about it, the, the way everything works together. Yes. And then we've got the expansive cells. Those are cells that are perf- responsible for us uh Growth centers, like your growth plates and your bones, um, you know, uh, your hair, uh, your fingernails, your skin, all those areas grow. Yeah. Um, so then there's reproductive. Reproductive is about creating a new living person. So those are nine areas that we can talk about with cell function in our, our next podcasts. That's a great idea. Um, but it's fascinating, but it's all coordinated. It's all under control. It's all 
you know, and there's so many different cells in our body that, that work and coordinate together to perform a symphony of what I call health and life. Oh, I like that. Adaptability and you live your life through this. Yeah. And so, anyhow. Well, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the next episode already. Um, This has been a fantastic episode. This has really got me thinking. And uh, I'm, 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 appreciate your knowledge and the fact that you share with everybody. I think that's uh, very, very good. Okay. Very good. I hope it wasn't too nerdish. No, it no, wasn't. I found it very, I was, as a matter of fact, I didn't talk as much because I was absorbing it. Okay. <laughs> so I think it was just really you know, there's awesome. cells that are responsible for absorbing too. Um, information absorbing food yeah yes yes you would call those the sponge cells well okay yes exactly yes yeah and all these have to report to the brain cells just like you said all the cells have to report to the brain cells if everything's working right that's awesome (laughs) it's it's amazing we got a lot of cells too there's a whole lot of cells make up our single bodies yeah and uh that's a whole nother podcast we start getting into well, I want to let you know, listener, that if you have any questions about today's episode or any episode that we've recorded, please uh, let us know. Just go to whitehousechiropractic.com. We have a contact sheet uh, on the on our website that you can fill out. If you're in the Middle Tennessee area and you'd like to stop by and see Dr. Banning, feel free to give us a call at area code 615-672-7878. And you can call that number from anywhere. It's 615-672-7878. So if, you, if you're in a, a different state or country and you need help, just go ahead and give us a call. We'll do what we can to get you uh, the help you need. Dr. Benning, anything else before we head out? I think that's about it. Well, I appreciate it as always, and I will see you next episode.